0: Welcome to the CCF Iowa podcast. Hey guys, welcome to our first segment of Real Talk. Now what we're going to be doing, this is our typical Monday night events. It's our discussions that we have over that. And what is going to be uploaded to this podcast feed is essentially recaps of our discussions, things that we learned, things that we talked about, things that we explored together, But that way, they're documented here, and that way, if you weren't able to make it Monday night, you still have access to the discussion that we had here on or via Zoom on Monday. And so um, what what we're going to be doing specifically here is we're going to be taking our same format that we did with Food for Thought and Adulting, although it's called Real Talk because we're talking about uh, essentially concepts that we we might talk about in Food for Thoughts, but those that are brought up by movies and those that we can use as an example. And so for this week, uh, as the the title uh, probably suggests um, we watched the movie Palm Springs now if you're interested in watching you can find that on Hulu exclusively Um, I I would I'm going to spoil the movie so uh, we will do that for every movie so um, if you really wanted to see the movie then I would highly recommend you check out the movie before listening to this podcast but if you're somebody that doesn't care about spoilers or if you're somebody that doesn't care um, about uh, this particular movie or anything like that then you can uh, let or continue to listen on. Um, a couple of ground rules for what we have established here is that the goal is always to learn from one another and uh, that um, the goal is always to learn to apply or to apply something new to our lives, something that we can apply in our Christian faith. So that's to kind of the mindset we went into on Monday night. And so a uh, quick kind of background for what Palm Springs is. Palm Springs is a is a movie that's very much uh, like, like Groundhog Day. It's a time loop movie where our main character, whose name is Niles, he uh, wakes up the same day, every single day, except he is a plus one at this wedding that he is dating the one of the bridesmaids. And so uh, he's really not super connected with anybody there. He uh, doesn't really want to be there at least by the time we meet him but he's stuck in this time loop and he's living the same day over and over again and we get Sarah's perspective now Sarah is the sister of the bride and on the first day that we get to experience in the movie she gets dragged into the time loop but what we find out is that Niles has been in the time loop for an undetermined amount of time in the movie but the writers have said outside of the movie that Niles was stuck in the loop for 40 years before Sarah joined the loop as well. And Sarah joins by accident, by the way. Um, It's not anything that he specifically leads her into doing. Uh, It's not anything that he has done on purpose. She gets in the loop on accident because she stumbles in a place that she wasn't supposed to. And Niles even warns her not to do it. But 40 years of this loop, that's nearly 15,000 times that Niles has to relive this day. And that's just absolutely crazy. I can't think of... Wanting to live the same day 15,000 times, even some of the happiest days. And so what I brought up this question to, or the question I brought up to the people that were talking on Monday is how would you react if you were in a time loop? Like if you wound up being in this, how would you react? And there was immediately an, an answer about, I think I would just go immediately crazy. And there was another answer about, I think I would just go and do everything that I've wanted to do. And I there was another answer uh that said something along the lines of I would do everything in my power to get out of it. And those are all valid answers. That's not that we're not trying to criticize any of them. I could see each of them being part of it, one part of part of my journey throughout these fifteen thousand days. Um but I thought that was an interesting question to bring up because then I sort of shifted the narrative a little bit. And so Niles is stuck repeating the same day over and over again. And so the the way that they explain it in the movie is that the time loop resets when Niles or whoever is in the time loop loses consciousness. And so that could happen by falling asleep. That could happen by... your know, loss of life by death, um, or that could happen by entering the cave that was uh, causing the time loop in the first place. Uh, any of those three things could reset. It's not a like twenty-four hour period. It's not at ten p.m. every day. It's not whatever. It's just when you when you lose consciousness, it resets the loop. And um, that's a really interesting idea because I started talking about the limitations that you would have because. You know, if you, if you wanted to watch something on Netflix, I mean, he could definitely do that. And you can always just pick up where you left off on of Netflix. You don't have to have a certain starting point. And so he could watch, you know, the first 24 hours worth of, let's say Criminal Minds, since that has like a million seasons. But however far he got, since he remembers the last day, he could pick up where he left off. He doesn't have to do that. But he couldn't do something like play a new video game because you have to beat however long it takes at first in order to get into that set. sort of... The past levels, you have to unlock the levels first, and so there are certain things that he wouldn't be able to do. But there's also just in general, like an overall theme that there are certain things that would change. And so, uh, when I brought up the question of how would your how would your attitude towards this time loop cha- time loop change if it were something more like a repeating every week or even repeating every year? How would you react differently and there was immediately an answer about well I would not do certain things because let's say for example we we have this one day here for this time loop but you don't have to live with any of the consequences you don't have to live with any of the choices that affect you but if you happen to start a year cycle and get arrested that first day because of something you did. You don't want to spend the next year in prison and then have to restart all over again. That doesn't sound like a good year. Right. And so um, that's, that's, that was one of the things they talked about. So there's just a difference in the nature of, of how we would handle these things. And that's part of what this movie is trying to communicate is that because of a time loop and because of it existing in such a short way, and because Niles being mostly alone for all of it, there's a lot of things that are uh, different about him. There's a lot of things that are depressing about him. There's a lot of things that, about his attitude towards life that are concerning. And so, this movie also acts as a metaphor for nihilism. Now, nihilism is a philosophy. That essentially has the belief that nothing matters. It's not a belief in nothing. It's a belief that nothing you do matters. And so uh, it's best summarized in this quote by Niles through the movie, this interaction with Niles and Sarah in the movie, that Niles uh, is explaining the time loop reality to Sarah and he says the only way to really live in this is to embrace the fact that nothing matters. And by the way, if you needed any evidence that this movie was a metaphor for nihilism, I mean, look no further than the main character's name is Niles. But anyway, so Sir responds to that and says, so then what is the point in living? And Niles responds, well, we kind of have no choice but to live. So I think your best bet is to learn how to suffer existence. And that quote itself sums up this idea of what exactly nihilism is trying to get at, is that you have no choice but to live. And so you just learn how to suffer existence because no choice you ever make is going to make a difference. Your actions, your decisions, there is no point, there is no meaning in in anything. And so... Um, if nothing matters, then there's nothing to strive for, and that's really the key for why uh, why this world is dangerous. Because Niles lives in a world where there is no consequence, and he even gets to do it in Palm Springs. Like that doesn't sound like the worst day to repeat over and over again. But with when you have this this uh, philosophy, when you when you have this experience of nothing mattering anymore it there is no point in the decisions that Niles is making in this movie because he's tried to be the humanitarian he's tried to be a good guy and it just didn't work out he tried to be that that humanitarian figure and it's just the mess it's just the way that this movie is set up to carry its story to carry the messages that it's trying to convey and then there are other things that he could see that there are consequences. Niles winds up bringing this character, Roy, into the time loop with him. And Roy winds up take, trying to take revenge on Niles on several... It's very unspecified, but on on many occasions, Roy tries to get his revenge on Niles and essentially making Niles suffer for bringing him Roy into the time loop. And so that... That itself is a negative consequence that all of a sudden Niles has to deal with. And then, same thing with Sarah, who, even though Niles told Sarah to stay away, he still goes in, he still tries, or she still, uh, he still indirectly leads her into the time loop. And so, he has all of a sudden affected two different people. And there's this really heartbreaking scene where Nile, where Roy is with his family. He has two little twin girls and a son, and he's And Niles visits Roy and they're looking in the in the lawn and he sees his little girls and he says and Roy says, I will never be able to walk little Libby down the aisle. Meaning if he's stuck in the same day over and over again, he's not gonna see his kids grow up, he's not gonna see them get married, he's not gonna see what they become. He just has to live in this world where his little girls are always going to be little girls. And to some dads that might sound like a dream, but to a lot of us I think that sounds like a nightmare. And so we see a lot of these negative consequences being played out in this movie. We see Niles acting in certain ways that don't treat people right. Uh, we see him acting in ways that are just downright ridiculous that definitely have effect on other people, but since it resets anyway, he doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him. Um, but we also see a couple positive consequences. So in the same scene where Niles or where Roy is ta- talking to Niles about him not being able to walk down his daughter down the aisle. For a wedding in the future, he also talks about he's learned that this one common average day is the perfect day. It's not a perfect day, it's not a grand day, but he's at home there. He's doing things with his family. It's it's a good day, and he says this is a perfect day. And so he's learned to to love the mundane with his family because he's with his family. So in many ways, it has a positive relationship on. Roy with his family but that's not a consequence that was ever intended that's a consequence that Roy had to learn and at some point again he he still is is lamenting the fact that he's in this time loop so then we started to talk a lot about consequences and essentially the way that there was a quote that was said on monday night that i just i think perfectly summarizes exactly this the idea of this movie and that's when you take away causality you take away morality so when you when you take away the fact that your actions have effects on other people in a permanent way there is no reason for you to to be able to act in a positive way there's no there's no need for you to desire to do for the betterment of others in this world and kind of along those same lines when i asked our students about how would you handle a time loop one of them said i would be constantly afraid that any day could be my last. And in Groundhog's Day, if you've seen Groundhog's Day, what simply one day just is Bill Murray's last and there is probably a meaning to that, but it's not necessarily explicit. In Palm Springs, they they get to control when their last day is, but in Groundhog Day Bill Murray just doesn't. And so he the student here said that he has a fear of any day being his last and to which that really got us rolling on Kind of the meat of, of why I think this movie is important for us to talk about and digest and, and how we can apply it into our lives. And that is that even though we are not in a time loop, why do we treat any day differently differently? Why do we think of this world with a time loop and how any day could be their last and so you really want to live it your best because you don't want to be stuck with all the negative consequences when that is the world that we live in that no matter whatever choices you make today, they're going to have effects on other people. And so why are we all of a sudden afraid of this last day in a time loop, but we're not afraid of today. And more so along that, I kind of expounded a little bit upon, we should be fearful of a lot of the choices, a lot of the consequences that follow those, because there are a lot of things I just don't think about given a certain day. I don't, there are words, that definitely come out of my mouth that definitely hurt people. I'm sure the same could be said from you. And even though I don't intend it or it just, it still happens and I, you know, there's, there, I have to live with that now, and sometimes I don't realize until way later. But why would we treat this one day differently, this time loop repeated day differently, because any day could be our last, because any day could be my last, any day could be your last, and that's the reality of the world that we live in. As we talked about this for a little bit farther, uh, one of the one of the students said uh, that I, I'm relating this to prayer because. Prayer is is so important in my life. I feel so good when I pray, but I, I oftentimes have trouble praying. I oftentimes have trouble finding that time of day where I can pray. But I feel so good when I do it. I feel like God is working. I feel connected to God. And I, I was reading this book this summer. The CCF staff was reading this book this summer. It's called Extreme Prayer. And what I'm convicted by that statement is that I don't take the time to pray as much as I should, because what I'm what I'm really saying in that action is that I don't believe in the power of prayer. And I'm not saying I don't believe in the power of prayer. I'm saying, but by my actions, I'm not demonstrating that I believe that whatever I lift up to God is actually going to come true. Prayer is the one chance that we have to change the course of reality, to have a positive choice that leads to a positive consequence, a positive outcome, maybe is a better word, since consequence has a negative connotation to it. And the person who brought up this point about if prayer is so important, then why is it so hard for me? Well, his response is that in in prayer, we have to face our consequences. Because when I come to God, when I confess my sins, when I uh, talk about the things that bother me, a lot of the times I am the problem. And as we talked about this realization, as we kind of processed what was going on, I was reminded of this challenge that I was given at my church one time, and the pastor just said, look, if God answered every prayer that you made today, how much would actually change tomorrow? And I felt really convicted because the point he was trying to make is that I hadn't prayed that day. Or I had prayed about things that were unimportant. Or I had prayed about things that only affected me. And as I was reminded of that phrase, I, I felt convicted again because I realized that my prayers had turned into those again. That my my prayers were, God bless this food to nourish our body. And if, you know, it, the food is going to do that. It's what it's supposed to do. Unless it's Cheetos, right? So I felt convicted about this. And I was reminded of this scene in Palm Springs, uh, going back to it where where Niles finally gets the opportunity to leave the time loop, and he just doesn't want to. And he says... We weren't doing so great out there in the real world where we could do whatever we want in here, and we're having fun, and everything is meaningless in here, so we can get by with what we want why would you why would I ever want to leave this and not only that, but I've been in here for fifteen thousand loops. He doesn't say this directly, but I've been here for fifteen thousand loops so why on earth would I want to go back to into a world where all of a sudden my actions have consequences anymore and that's a really dark way of of understanding consequence for us. That in this world where Niles doesn't have any consequences anymore, he lives in this world where he can do whatever he wants with no consequences, he's scared to come back because all of a sudden his actions are going to affect people anymore. And he's built up habits that are going to hurt people and he needs to start to consciously fight them again as opposed to just giving in to his true nature. And so I want to return back to back to that question. I want to kind of take this idea of if we are so scared of this hypothetical one day being our last cycle and living with those consequences, then why don't we treat every day as if it's our last and our consequences actually affect people? And if today was just your last day on the world, how would you pray differently? See, when I answered this question, I said, if today was just my last day in the world, I would pray totally differently. I would be praying for my wife. I'd be praying for my dog. I'd be praying for my wife's family. I'd be praying for my my parents' family. I'd be praying for, for you. And, and, and it's not to say I don't already do those things, but I would be on my knees for, until I died. Just praying that, that God would be present, that God would move in the ways that we needed to do it. I would believe in the power of prayer so strongly. If you knew today was your last day and that God answered all the prayers that you prayed today, how would you pray differently? My prayers all of a sudden aren't about myself anymore because if there's nothing I can do that's going to affect myself, I want to be able to sp- spread the most positive impact to others. I'm going to I'm going to tr- do my best to to pray for the 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 all the hurt in this world. For the people that, that are struggling with health issues, the people that are struggling with financial issues, for the people that are affected by uh, by the weather and sort of natural disasters, the people that are, are currently fighting a, a California wildfire, wildfire right now, the people that are, are still cleaning up from the hurricane a couple of weeks ago in Iowa, and the, the people that are... Making important decisions so that way when I left this world, there would be a better world left behind. And so that's why I, that was just a little bit of a glimpse inside my head. But if, if today was your last day and God answered all of your prayers, what would you pray for differently? How would you pray differently? Sort of the kicker to this question is, why don't we pray that way all the time? Why am I constantly not praying for the the people that are cleaning up the hurricanes? Why am I not constantly pr- praying for the people that are fighting the California wildfire, for the people that are devastated right now, that have lost so much by the California wildfire, the people that are affected uh, by by police brutality and the people that are affected by gun violence and the people that are affected by health problems, by cancer? Why am I not constantly praying for these things. Because I do believe in the power of prayer and I believe that God has the power to do anything. And I mean anything. But I don't think that I express that belief in my actions. And I can't think of any reason of what's stopping me except for myself. And So while Palm Springs might just be a romantic comedy, while it might just be a movie that's trying to make you laugh and uh, trying to to put you in this world, that's just I kind of want to spend more time in. I want to see these characters interact more. While while it might be a lot of these things, to me, Palm Springs is so much more. To me, Palm Springs is about the effect that I have on other people. To me, Palm Springs is about my prayer life. To me, Palm Springs is about the way that I choose to worship God and Palm Springs is about what I choose to worship. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. If you have any questions about what you heard or any interest in learning more about CCF in Iowa, then please email us at ccf.uiowa at gmail.com and we would love to get you connected.